This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, as always, uh, it's that time of the week where uh, I get to uh, speak to the absolute Chelsea legend, one of my all-time heroes at Chelsea, the wonderful Kerry Dixon. How are you this week, mate? Oh, you say all the right things, Dave. I'm fine, thank you. It's all right. The check's in the post, mate. I know. <laughs> anyway, listen, I wanted to start off with something because obviously, you know, we, we, it, we really need to talk a little bit about the Arsenal game, I think. But yep. I've actually got a little, I've got a little treat for you. Um, so have a listen to this and tell me what you think. Oh, Dixon! And Dixon again! And Chelsea have equalised! They were badly caught out there, Arsenal. And Kerry Dixon, with 34 goals last season, gets away to the best possible start in the first division. The first was an effort shot that was saved by Jennings. So, Kerry, what do you think about that? Does that bring back some memories or what? <laughs> some very good memories, I have to say. Yes, of course. Um, there's been many a good game against Arsenal recently, but uh, that's one of my finest memories for myself personally in a Chelsea shirt. And uh, very nice of you, Dave, to um, actually put that on air. Um, it's a great memory itself. And, you know, um, Brian Moore doing his piece, as they say, and different people doing it these days. But uh, Brian was one of the best. Wasn't he just? Yeah, I'm really glad I found that actually, because I mean, I know, I mean, you know, I know very well that it's your your favourite ever goal for Chelsea. So I thought the least I could do was to remind you of that. But of course, you know, my great mate Mark Worrell and Kelvin Barker they they wrote a book pretty much based around that. So as you well know, it, it, it evokes great memories for Chelsea supporters everywhere as well. So there we go. Anyway, we should really talk about uh, the latest. Uh, Chelsea-Arsenal game and uh, I mean talking about enjoying your goal against them in 84 how much did you enjoy that on Saturday? 
Yeah, well, I've got to say, uh, in my opinion, I mean, we've had some good performances this year, but that's arguably our best performance. Um, you know, when you think of Everton and Manchester United and, you know, scored more goals and such, but we were very good. Um, and I have to say, I thought Hazard's goal was, was wonderful, as everyone has already said. Um, I, I, it's good to find yourself when you actually talk, but um, some of the things that you, you believe and what you say actually come true, you know, the likes of... Eden has a saying in tight games, if he performs and if Costa was to perform in tight games, they could be the difference between a side having a world-class player or two world-class players or such. And Hazard was magnificent on the day. Um, obviously, um, the goal was the icing on the cake. But uh, he was very good. and caused them all sorts of problems. And on a, on a going day, you know, he's it, virtually unplayable, as we've seen before. Um, lots of other good performances, of course, as well. But, you know, we were totally the bosses right from the very first minute. And, you know, that's the sort of uh, determination and, you know, it's the sort of desire and wanting that, you know, the fans want to see from players and, and totally dominate one of your title rivals. It, it, it's wonderful. And I think also, you know, particularly Arsenal, because we, we, I mean, you know, bar that disaster back in September, you know, we've been dominating them. I, I worked it out, actually. I mean, pretty much since uh, Roman took over, Mr. Abramovich took over, we have dominated Arsenal. And I think the thing that excites so many Chelsea supporters is the way that we dominate them. You know, we it, we we just out-muscle out them. You know, it's it, we're more physical than them. We want it more than them. I mean, there's no little skill as well. And I mean, you know, talking of which, I mean, Hazard's goal on, on Saturday. I mean, I've got, to be, I've got to be honest with you, mate. That's one of the best goals I've seen at the bridge. Um, you know, the fact that he kind of ran from inside his own heart. It reminded me, do you know, it reminded me a little bit of that Maradona goal against England. I mean, you were there, I think, weren't you? You would have, you'd have seen that. You would have seen that live yes, back in uh, Mexico in 86. But uh, and I probably wouldn't have appreciated it much, I would imagine. But there was something about Hazard's goal that reminded me of that. I thought it was absolutely superb. Yeah, I mean, Eden Hazard, he, as I've said earlier, he is what he is. And uh, on, a, on a going day, he's virtually untouchable. Um the goal was great. The desire was there from him. You know, the skill and the artistry and ball control, all great. Um, you know, and it, it was a goal that really, you know, put us on our way as if we weren't on our way anyway. But, you know, it, it virtually told the supporters that, you know, we're going to win this game. And it was one of them telling moments in, in a football match that, you, you know, you sometimes find um, Arsenal faces all drop. They still believed that they could get back in. Of course, that happened. It put them a little bit more and everyone started to believe Chelsea could win the title. That was uh, pretty much the belief everywhere. And, you know, it was that, it was that moment, you know, 2-0 um, and, and very much on top in this game. And, and people were starting to think, well, who else is going to stop us now? But, you know, like always, you know, I've seen too many, I've said too many times and I've seen it too many times, you know, nothing's given out in February, but we put ourselves in a wonderful commanding position overall in the league. And, you know, I don't, I wouldn't uh, be unfair on any supporter who actually comes out and says, yes, I believe we're going to win the league because I can understand the belief. It's just that me being the pessimist and, you know, thinking that things could always happen in football because I've been in and around it for too long, that uh, something could always happen. But we're in a wonderful position. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Kerry, there, there speaks a true Chelsea supporter, mate. You know, we're, we're, I think a lot of us of a certain age are still like that, and, and uh, I don't think you'll ever get rid of that. I mean, it's an interesting point, actually, because, I, I you know, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. You know, the title's not won yet. You don't win it in February. But I think, um, you know, what, what was... I think the thing that we a lot of us took away from that game was that whilst we haven't won it yet, what we might have done is knocked Arsenal out of that race because they're now 12 points behind. So, I mean, I, I kind of got the feeling that we've, 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 you know, given out a pretty fatal blow to one of our main rivals. Yeah, I do believe that as well. Um, the thing is that we've only given out a blow provided we keep our foot on the pedal. We have yeah. to, you know, this, yeah. is a, this is the thing. You know, we've still got games and we're going to talk about Burnley, no doubt, um, later on in the show and you know they're a team that's fighting at the bottom of the league and you know they're scrapping and their home form is very good um, and they're going to give us a game um, make no bones about it I mean, I'm going to I'm going to come away and say you know we should be enough to beat Burnley away if we're going to win the league and stuff like that but the reality is it's going to be another tough game for different reasons and they're going to be a lot more physical they've got some big six foot players in and around and you know it's going to be a different game it's all very well playing Arsenal at home and you know, playing wonderful football against a football inside, which we, as you've already said, we can outmuscle. But going away mm. to Burnley uh, on television um, against a physical side, scrapping, fighting for relegation, desperate to stay up, fighting for every ball, we've got to match them in that and then we'll win. But if we fall short in the fighting department, listen, anything can happen. And these are the sort of wow. things that can happen when you become complacent and you start to think, oh, we've won the league, it's Chelsea to lose and all this sort of stuff. Just that 5-10% from every player... All of a sudden, you're 100 percent less. Yeah, I mean, spot on, mate. I, I think you know, for me, that's what makes uh, the Premier League. I think arguably the best league in the world because it, you know you've got to be 100 percent every game. You take your foot off the gas, and any team in this league can beat you. And I think that's what makes it brilliant. I'm kind of just going going back to the Arsenal game more specifically. Um, yeah. You know, well, I, I say a lot of people were moaning about it. Actually, that's not true. The only people that were moaning about it were Arsene Wenger and the Arsenal supporters. But um, for me, n- absolutely nothing wrong with Alonso's goal. I mean, he, he he jumped for it. He had a run on it, and he only had the you know his eyes on the ball. So you know, no foul for me. I mean, what would you say on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, people will always say you're biased, but no. I mean, if I thought it was a foul, I'd say I think we got away with it. But yeah, I am a quite. bit biased, and it, 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 it wasn't a foul. No, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. The referee's got it spot on, and um, you know, it's a bit of a clutch for Barcelona. I, I said earlier on the show, well, the show last week, that I admire Wenger. I, I think he's done a wonderful job there. But um, you know, it, it's a bit of a clutch at anything. It's, 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 it's a trait, if you like. It's one of the old Jose Mourinho things. Try and blame anything. Anything but the, re- the reality, uh, rather than saying that Chelsea were far better on the day. And you know, yeah. um, if they say it's, uh, if he wants to say it was a fluky goal, we should come out and say what a wonderful goal it was. Uh, the Hazard one, you know, but then he doesn't choose not to do that because you know, he, it, it's just the way football is. And people, are, people ask, and he's going to say, well, I thought it shouldn't have been allowed. Then they'll say, what about the Hazard goal? And he'll probably say, move on. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, exactly. You know. Well, I mean, you know, I, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, you know, you, you don't really expect him to say anything else. I mean, that you know, they all, they all have their reasons for saying what they say and the way that they say it, and I can understand that. But, yeah, absolutely a goal, no question about that. Um, I mean, the other thing you mentioned earlier on, actually, was uh, was that commitment that Chelsea had, and, 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 and I think I mentioned it too, you know, the fact that they... they I, I mean, they pretty much won every 50-50 ball. They were first to the ball. You know, they hunted Arsenal down. And I think whilst, you know, Hazard obviously gets all of the plaudits for that fantastic goal, and, and I think also a fantastic performance, it should be said. But, 
you know, another thing that we all walked away from and were talking about in the pub afterwards was, was this guy, Kante. I mean, he is phenomenal. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anybody cover as much ground as he does, you know, intercept, win the ball, give it out. And of course, we were really privileged, I think, you know, uh, 10, 10 years ago or so to, to see Claude Makélélé play in that kind of position. And of course, he defined it in a way. They started calling it the Makélélé role. But I've got to say, this Kante is something else, Kerry. And I think if, you know, if you could have given a shared man of the match, I think Kante would have been there with Hazard. Well, I did a, a little thing someone put up on Twitter, um, Man of the Match, and it was neck and neck, Hazard and Kanto. Yeah. And quite rightly so, I thought, um, as much as I, I, you know, I don't like the position, and I've, I've gone on record saying it so many times, <laughs> um, we've got we've got two of them in Matic and Kanto, but Kanto did very well. He did cover a lot of ground. Matic is playing well as well in that role. You know, it's, yeah. it's very hard, you know, because every time Fabregas comes on, he seems to do well as well. You know, yep. um, you know, it, it's very tough. Um, as I've already said, I would always have a Fabregas in one of them, um, if, if that mm. be the case. But, you know, um, the two of them are doing very well. And, you know, uh, Conte, uh, Antonio Conte is going for the two of them in, in a lot of the tough games and the tough away games. You know, yeah. some of the ones he considers relatively easier, um, in his opinion, he puts in Fabregas. And, you know, he certainly doesn't let down and he brings some lovely flair. Um, it, you know, the fact he scored against Arsenal with a, with a great knob. Uh, was was very good, and you know he showed some dignity in not celebrating. I, mean, I don't necessarily go along with it all, but I understand what modern day players are trying to do. But goodness me, I'd have celebrated at every goal, not not over the top, running into the crowd and causing a riot. But you know, when you score a goal, it's an exciting moment, you know. Yeah. And uh, but just going back to Kante, yes, um, playing very well, uh, but that can also. Um, that description could also be described to lots of players. You know, I look at Alonso. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had my, my doubts about him and I'm not sure. I'm thinking, oh, I'm not so sure he's been brought in. But obviously the boss knows what he's doing. Ever since Nathan Aki's come back to the club, this fella's raised his game another 5-10%. Yeah, that's um, telling, isn't it? You know, started, well, he's, he's, he's starting shoot, he's shooting. He's getting up and down the line. He's, he's creating. He's creating goals, chances. He's scoring them. Um, and his game has really come on another five ten percent because possibly he felt the fact that you know Nathan Aki was going to put pressure on him. He hasn't been brought back yeah. for nothing, but it does seem at the moment that's just what the doctor ordered. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately for Aki, and we all want to see players come through and break into the first team as such. But you know he's not going to get in if players are going to continue to do that. And Alonso's risen to the challenge very well. So you know I say Kante played great, Hazard played great. Hopefully on Burnley, which will happen. Maybe maybe one or two others play great. Costa might win it for us. You know, it might be a Pedro Wonder goal. You know, him and Williams still scrapping for a position, both playing well. You know, and it could be Fabregas once again coming off the bench if indeed that be the case and winning it. Who who knows? But at the moment, every person at Chelsea is fighting for their place in the side, want to be part of it, and this is the stuff champions are made of. And um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is playing possibly to their maximum. Yeah, no, I think that's well, exactly, and I think that's that that's that's coming through in the results, obviously, in the performances. I, I think that what the final point on the Arsenal game I'd like to talk about really is uh, what a great atmosphere there was there. I mean, you know, modern modern day, uh, you know, football grounds are not quite like they were when you know we played that clip earlier on of what it was like at Highbury in '84, and it was there was so many Chelsea supporters there, and they made a right old racket. It's very different these days, but I have to say, I thought the atmosphere in the ground was absolutely top-notch on, on Saturday. Everybody seemed up for it, and everybody made a noise. I mean, I, I, you know, did you, did you get the same feeling, Kerry? 
Well, it's what it's about. You know, you know, people talk about the derby games and, you know, the foreign players, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, you, you actually get to interview them and what do they make of it? I mean, they've all been involved in big games before in their mm. own countries and so on. But, you know, and some would say that, you know, some of their atmospheres in their own countries are, are better than lots of the Premier League games, which, which could well be the case. But certainly the derby games, you know, they know it's about, you know, when Chelsea Spurs, you know, even home or away, the Chelsea fans are magnificent. You know, mm. uh, when it's at Liverpool and you go there, you know, the Liverpool fans may right old racket and United will be the same when we go there. Um, you know, Chelsea fans will do their best to make themselves heard in them places, but they certainly make yeah. themselves heard at home at the weekend, you know. And uh, yeah. to be fair, Arsenal fans try to have a go as well, but Chelsea mm. fans are in good voice. And, you know, when that happens, you know, they're very much the winners at home. And I've seen it on quite a few occasions now over the years. But yes, I agree with you that it was a great atmosphere. And I think it was brought on for the fact that we are in the ascendancy. Arsenal are a challenger. And we knew we needed that little bit extra. We got it from the fans and we got it from the players. And, it, and it, the result, you know, it, pretty much self-explanatory when you put them two things together. Yeah, it was interesting, actually, because, I mean, you know, there are some, I mean, you know, one could argue all the time, but we know that that's not the case. But, uh, you know, for me, Saturday, it was a real joy and a privilege to be there on Saturday. You know, great atmosphere, beating Arsenal, nothing's, you know, better than that in my book. And then seeing that fantastic goal by Hazard. By the way, I've decided that that Hazard goal is actually better than Maradona's because Hazard used both feet, whereas Maradona only used his left. <laughs> Whatever you say, Chidge, whatever you say is not a problem. I just, actually, do you know what, mate? Talking about that, I, I interviewed Peter Reid uh, for some telly programme years ago about, about that Maradona goal and the fact that he left him for dead. And uh, Peter's a lovely bloke, I've got to say. I really like Peter Reid. And he, he did actually say, he said, you know what, I've just watched that back and it looks like I was wearing diving boots, doesn't it? And uh, I, I didn't disagree. Anyway, we should move said, on. Um, think, to, sorry, sorry, mate, go on. That. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, I think he said that to them afterwards. The boss said, how could he beat five players? Bobby Robinson, how could he get round all them? Don't worry about that. They were moaning about the hand. What about the second one? Can't any of you have stopped him? They all looked at each other. And I think Reedy said that. I think I had diamonds on. And Bobby Robson <laughs> didn't disagree either. Well, there you go. At least Reedy's consistent. I'll give him that. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, listen, before we talk about the Burnley uh, game coming up, I mean, there's just a couple of things that have been kicking around in the press this week. The first one is... Uh, you know, more more talk, probably, uh, you know, fed by uh, Real Madrid, but more talk about Courtois and, and their, their courting of Courtois even, um, which is a bit of a concern because I actually think he's been playing really, really well. Of course, he made a couple of superb saves against Arsenal. So um, should we be concerned? Um, always. Um, I think like Diego Costa are, are great world-class players. You know, for one reason or another, teams or big teams are going to want them and there's going to be reasons as why they want them um, with his wife and child living in Madrid you know it's one of the factors mm. that they think who, who would be available who could we leave her you know all the, all the best players in the world invariably are playing for the best clubs um, it's very hard to poach or, or get another player from another club and it's very hard to get another player from another club in the same country so when you think selling abroad um, it, it's, it's a possibility um, so um, Chelsea have to be up for that and Courtois has got to remain focused and you know uh, Real Madrid comes knocking for anyone it's going to turn their heads like Costa the other week you know £30 mm. million pound and so on it's going to turn their heads but footballers have got to be professionals and they, they've got to you know, keep focus on, on the job they do. Um, now is never going to be the time. It, you know, if it is a courting of Courtois, and, you know, Real Madrid is well known, but they do need a goalkeeper. They, they mm. tried their best for De Gea um, last couple of seasons to unsettle him, signed a new Manchester United contract, but undoubtedly he'll be in the mix as well. Um, and they're going to need a goalkeeper. I don't doubt that there's going to be a bit of a tussle um, for Courtois. Having said that, you know, Chelsea are uh, going to have to sit tight, stick to their guns, make him feel as wanted and uh, as needed as possible. And let's hope that the player ultimately wants to stay. But I will say mm-hmm. that I do feel that there'll be a niggle in the background if his wife and the ba- uh, wife and yeah. uh, um, child don't actually make the transition and don't come over and they're continually going to be living away. It's not going to be easy yeah. to keep him long-term. No. And he's only a 24-year-old. So, you know, it's going to be a tussle, that one. Yeah, no. I, to be honest, mate, I, I, I agree totally. That, that's the thing that really worries me. You know, the fact that his wife and his child are over in Spain. You know, that that's the thing that worries me, and that that, that you know it could Not swing just it for in Spain, him. In Madrid. Not just. Oh, in Madrid, exactly. Yeah, that's a, even even more pertinent, isn't it? Um, the other thing, of course, I mean, because we've got a similar issue possibly with Costa, because we still don't know, you know, whether he may or may not go to China during the summer. I mean, if if for the sake of argument, we presume that he might do. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Lukaku that we've been interested in, it seems to me, ever since the day we blooming well sold him to Everton. Um, but actually, I mean, I mean, I know he he, he put four away uh, against Bournemouth on, on Saturday, which is, you know, fair play to him. But is that, his, his goal-scoring record in the Premier League is actually fairly impressive. So, you know, the, whilst there's, it's only kind of paper talk at the moment, would, would you have him back, even if he's going to cost a lot of money? I mean, figures of about 70 got, million were mentioned. I've got to be honest, I wouldn't have sold him. 
Um, but having yeah. said that, he was face, he was facing the same problem that everyone faces. If you're not in the side, you've got to get yourself into the side. And the boss at the time, I don't know where he fancied him. The money was so much more, so many more millions for a player that's going to be in the reserves. That, you know, I don't know what the, what the club was like in terms of balancing books and, and so on. You know, there is this fair play issue. You know, you buy players in, you've got to get balanced books and get players out and, you know, what they can get. And that's going to occur again. But listen, if Diego Costa wants to go, and I'll be very disappointed and, you know, upset, but if Chelsea decide and the player decide that, you know, parting of the ways is going to be inevitable, then, you know, Chelsea should get the right price for him. It's all very well saying so many million for him. Uh, the club, he's under contract to the club, and I'm sure they'll be looking at something like 80-odd million themselves. Um, and if you want to spend out something like 60 on Lukaku, uh, a young goal scorer who, of, of proven calibre. Uh, internationally, I have to say, as well as um, domestically. I mean, his, his goal-scoring record you said about in the Premier League is good. His goal-scoring record for Belgium is also very good. Yeah, um, true. yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say why not give him a go? Mm. You know, we're a team that creates chances. We're a t- but it'll also depend on, of course, the major issue. I should think is what the manager wants, if he sees him as part of it, and if he sees him continuing in the role, you know, um, he'll be consulted, no doubt. And if if they're thinking of selling Diego Costa as such, they're going to want a decent replacement. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I would say Lukaku would, would be in, in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. I, I mean, I think, you know, Lukaku's definitely matured from, you know, from the player that I saw trying to break through for Chelsea when, when I think you could argue he was, you know, a little bit out of his depth and, and possibly trying too hard. Well, you know, the few, I mean, he only got a few games, to be fair to him. But I think he's yeah. he's really matured. And I think, I think you know, apart from the fact he's obviously he's a big unit like Costa is, uh, which I think and is quick, handy. But by he, the he's, way. A, he's quick, yeah. And he's a good finisher, Kerry, which is something that Very you good. were an expert in. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, very good. I, I, listen, I wouldn't be put out by having him. You know, he might mm-hmm. not play the silky footballing way, but he's got better. He's got better at that. You know, playing the ball up to him, his touch has got better. And they'll only get better in and around a good side. But one thing is for sure, he gives you another option. Up top, playing the long ball. You know, I always say about plan B. In yeah. tight games, we've got to have something different. We had it with Drogba. He would give you that back again. I'm not saying Diego yeah. Costa doesn't give you that because he chases lost calls and you can still hit him. Mm-hmm. But, this other fellow could chase over the top. You know, he's a decent option, but it's all about yeah. the figures and it's all about what the manager wants and it's all about what the club wants. Well, there we go. Uh, that, this will no doubt run and run and we will find out sometime in the summer, I expect. So anyway, we better talk about the Burnley game because that's coming up on Sunday. Uh, I've got a lot of mates going up. Sadly, I can't make it this weekend, but uh, they're all about 20 of them are all going out for a curry somewhere near Burnley on Saturday night. So I know that I know that they'll be well up for it, that's for sure. Um, but I think the point that you were making earlier on is spot on. The team have got to be right up for it as well because, you know, whilst Burnley are only 12th and, you know, on paper we should we should win comfortably, they're a tough nut to crack, I think. And as you said, they're very physical as well. So, you know, Chelsea need to approach this 100%, don't they, Kerry? Well, not many teams are going up there and rolling them over, certainly on their own no. patch. And, you know, they're fighting for everything. Um, you know, they've got some big, strong physical players. Sean Dyche is an uncompromising guy. You know, he won't be taking prisoners. He'll say, look, you know, don't let this lot come down here, start knocking the ball around. And, you know, he'll be like they used to say, let's, let's get into them, let's unsettle them. And, uh, you know, you can expect one or two knocks. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the, the nature of the game up there. And... You know, the Premier League is, you know, got all types of teams playing all types of ways, all types of managers and instructions and um, all types of characters within. 
And uh, if they don't know by now, Chelsea are going to receive some of the things that used to be attributed to Stoke and the Wimbledons and the teams of that ilk. And I think they'll, you know, perhaps not being totally fair to Burnley because they do play a bit of football as well, but they're certainly going to mix it and uh, they're not going to let Chelsea have it all their own way. I think the other thing about it is, is that it, it, you know what I like about Burnley. It, it's a proper old school ground. I mean, I, I get the impression. I mean, you know, the last time I went up there, that wasn't that long ago. They still had wooden seats in the in the away end, and I kind of get the impression yeah, that it I hasn't have. actually. Yeah, it hasn't really changed much since your day, has it? No, Perth Moor. It's uh, still pretty much the same um, as, as I remember it. Uh, can't remember about five or six years ago now since I went there, but. No, nothing's changed much, you know. They've upgraded to whatever level they can. But uh, he's done a wonderful job, Dice, you know, and, and fair play to Burnley, you know. Um, they've done. They've had a great last, I'd say, 10 years up and down, of course. But, you know, by and large, they've been in and around the Premier League, which is something that they haven't been doing for the previous, I'd say, 20, 30 years. Fair play to them. I'll tell you another thing, Kerry, about Turf Moor, is it's always bloody freezing even if it's in the middle of summer because it's quite up high up on a hill isn't it and the and the stands are all the kind of individual stands it's not wrapped around and the wind howls through there so if you're going on sunday folks wrap up warm um just to kind of wrap wrap the whole burnley chat up really mate i mean you know you were alluding that uh, to that a minute ago that they don't get done by a lot of goals this lot and i, I kind of look back and actually whilst they tend to lose to teams in the top six and beat those that are in and around their position, they only lose to the top teams by the odd goal. So I have a suspicion that, we, that our predictions might be a bit conservative this week. I'm going very much for a 1-0 Diego Costa smash and grab. Oh, I like the sound of that. Of course, he scored his first goal for us up there, didn't he? First game that he played for us was the first match of the season. I seem to recall yep. it was an absolute uh, smash. You know, it? you look back at you look back at some of them tough away games. You look at Sunderland where he cost I think at Middlesbrough. You know the tough games up there, up the north, and uh, tough because of all the things that it's going to bring on Sat on on Saturday. Um, Diego Costa has come through. Hmm. Well, I would settle for a, a squeaky 1-0 from Costa or even a Costa screamer from 20 yards. Either way, I'd settle for the 1-0. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 2-1, Kerry, because I'm not going to go the same as you. Uh, plus the fact I'm okay, going to remind Chelsea everybody the... You are? Chelsea, okay, Chelsea, Chelsea by the odd goal. And what are you going to say? You're going to remind <laughs> everybody of... I th- you know you know what I'm going to remind them of, the fact that I got my prediction <laughs> spot on again. 3-1. What I can I say? I thought you say that. Listen, you, you're, you're, listening, you're listening to what I say and you're adding a goal. And, then, and you're getting quite a bit right at the moment. So, But between well, us, uh, no, we're on the right hill. We are indeed. As long as we keep predicting wins and we get them, we're all right. I, mu- I must tell you, actually, somebody emailed into the show on Monday and they, they've, uh, they've picked up on the fact that, uh, that I'm beginning to learn from you because I keep now saying <laughs> instead of uh, it's the manager doing all this, it's the players that win the matches, not the system. So there cool. you go. You're, te- you're teaching me something sensible, Kerry. That's the main thing. Well, it's only as I see it. I'm not saying it's sensible, and that's not always the case. <laughs> True enough. All right, mate. I think we'll wrap it up. Um, obviously, good luck for Sunday, and uh, no doubt we'll uh, we'll catch up again next week. Thank you very much, Dave. Have a good weekend, whatever you're doing, and uh, let's hope for uh, once again getting our predictions right. Excellent. I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll hope. Well, fingers crossed that we will. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.